Welcome everyone to an episode of High Thoughts. I'm your host, Jason. And if you haven't guessed, I'm high. So, hold on, I have to adjust the volume on this. I'm like yelling in my ear. Anyways, um, so I smoke weed. I'm just going to confess that right now. And if you've ever smoked weed, sometimes thoughts go across your mind. Um, not like they don't when you're sober, but either you pay attention to them a little bit more, you're aware of them, they tend to get out of hand, I guess you could say. Um, but they're interesting, and I feel like there's there's a purpose for them. Um, as crazy as they may be, um, especially while you're thinking them or expressing them, sometimes they seem like they're very significant, right? And let me ask you guys before I start really getting into my high thoughts, although I might just ramble and never get into them. But anyways, um, have you ever been high and you had a really deep thought either either deep thought or like something creative or funny or something that you thought was like amazing right and then you wake up the next morning and you're trying to explain it and it doesn't sound the same and it doesn't feel the same you're like it, it had to have been more right I feel like sometimes they actually are. I feel like there's there's more depth to how you feel about the thought that you're trying to explain. And sometimes it's just hard to translate into words. So that may happen from time to time with these thoughts, but I'm okay with that. So we're actually going to reflect on an old thought that I just had. Actually, not old, but it didn't happen today. Um, it's an interesting one. You can hear my dog scratching on his bed in the background Lay down. anyways um so i was thinking because i have this love hate relationship with food um i i don't like eating but i love eating like best <laughs> Talk about high thoughts. Okay, so high tangents is what this should be called. Um, so I love food, certain foods. Um, most of them not good for me foods are the ones I love. Um, but sometimes I feel like eating is just inconvenient. It's just, it's, uh, it's time that it could be spent enjoying my life. Not that eating isn't enjoyable and you I guess we need food, um, but not, and I enjoy cooking. I enjoy eating, but sometimes I don't want to cook or I don't want to eat. I, I rather everything just be, and I can just continue doing whatever activity I'm doing without having to stop to cook and eat or to figure out what I want to eat. So, you know, sometimes it's, it's like, I don't know. It's too much of a thought process to even want to like figure out, okay, where do I want to eat? What am I going to order? What do I have a taste for? 
I wish sometimes we could just have the same monotonous food every day like my dogs do and never complain. They're grateful for every meal. They're excited. Sometimes they're begging me for the meal sooner. So with all that, right, there, there was a point we're getting back to it. I had this thought about how most of us, I believe, are emotional eaters. Um, and there's a bunch of ways to look at this, but we're going to start with the crazy one first and then we'll dial it back because the crazy one's pretty short. I don't think I can really elaborate on it. So I had this crazy conspiracy theory thought yesterday that we're actually not supposed to eat. Sorry for that. We're not supposed to consume food at all. And the only reason that we do is because when we were born and we started crying, our mothers fed us. So not only is it a conspiracy theory on the fact that we probably don't need to eat, because as babies, we can't communicate that we're hungry. So I don't know where that came from. Like, I don't know how it was discovered. Like, who was the first person that said, hey, let me let me feed this kid or let me pop my boob in this kid's mouth to shut him up? Um, I, don't, I don't know how that came about. Um, but what if we didn't need to eat? And from then on, it's all emotional eating. It's all like programmed, Right. You eat your cereal in the morning, you go to school, you have lunch, then you eat dinner at home, rinse and repeat. It's like this, this habit that we got into, that we were trained to, and maybe we're not supposed to eat. The only reason I want this conspiracy theory to be true is because of what I said earlier. I think eating can be inconvenient sometimes. Um is why they got like hot pockets and shit right <laughs> I, you know in part so let me let me circle back to the inconvenience because i feel like i need to explain myself at least i need to to myself but um the inconvenience for me is the the digestive problems the bloating and i'm working on it i've been working on it i have it figured out for the most part it's just eating the foods that i love since I hate doing this shit anyways, I might as well love some of it, right? Um, it causes bloating. Not only that, it's a mess to clean up. I mean, do any of us like cleaning up our messes? Wouldn't it be nicer if there was nothing to clean up because there was nothing to relieve, right? Anyways, um, so yeah, that's that was kind of my conspiracy theory. But then thinking of it deeper, it's like, you know, we all are probably emotional eaters because at a young age... When the only way we could communicate was through expressing our emotions, the only way we knew how, which would either be laugh or cry or, you know, all the facial expressions. Um, and based on those emotions, we were treated certain ways. So, and this kind of goes with something that I recently learned is that we our personalities are this is some this is something that someone said um, that I believe to be pretty accurate um we we build our personalities as a child based on two things one is receiving love and the other is avoiding pain so think about that for a moment i mean those those are two things that at a young age you want right you want love and you don't want pain 
So you build this personality in order to receive one and avoid the other. Um, that's why I'm a smart ass and I'm funny because I got out of shit when I had my humor. My humor protected me, but I don't need my humor to protect me anymore. Now I can use it just to entertain myself. <laughs> I'm probably the only one that laughed at that, and that's okay. Uh, and what did I do to receive love? I smiled a lot. I love to smile. And I think I got a pretty good smile. I've been told a couple times. Um, but I smiled and I appeared happy because happy people get love. Sad people don't. But that's what I thought. But everyone deserves love and they shouldn't have to do or be anything other than themselves to receive it. And no one should receive pain, no matter what. So, back to the emotional eating. Um, it's interesting, like, I know I emotional eat. Uh, I love cheese pizza. The reason I love cheese pizza is because that was my favorite type of pizza growing up as a kid. I didn't get into veggies and stuff like that until I was in my teens. So there's something emotional that I'm still attached to from my younger childhood is what, you know, as I'm processing this, um, that I'm holding on to for some reason, or I'm still going through, you know, I feel like. When we have those nostalgic moments, uh, when we pull up old songs from high school to listen to them again, um, there's healing in that. There's healing in stirring up those old emotions, ha feeling that nostalgia, um, feeling, you know, bringing yourself back to how it felt to be 16 or whatever age that song came out. Like even just remembering opening that CD for the first time. Some of you kids won't even know what I'm talking about. You know, ripping that plastic off and looking at the booklet that sometimes had the lyrics. So you're like reading the lyrics before you even heard the song for the first time. What? Ah, those were the days, right? But even just talking about that, right? I feel a certain way, but I don't, it's not a new feeling. It's an old feeling. But maybe there's something I held on to negative back then. There probably is, right? We all go through negative situations. And I think if we don't process them in those moments, then they stick with us. And most of them may be very small and insignificant by themselves. But hundreds or thousands of tiny negative moments add up, right? So, yeah, so I guess from there I would say we're going to, you know, be nostalgic when you, when it, when it, when you feel the inspiration, when, when you feel inspired to listen to an old song or watch an old movie or eat cheese pizza, do it, but feel it, like feel, like go into it knowing that you're bringing back an old feeling for healing feeling for healing i like the sound of that um yeah so just make the best of it or just listen to a song and don't give a shit about the feelings feel how you want to feel um you know it's up to you i just make suggestions but yeah 
I feel like there can be a lot of healing in that, especially when you're consciously aware of it. Um, I feel I feel that you know being an energy worker myself, um, I notice that the more that you pay attention, the more awareness you have towards any healing process, the the faster, the more accelerated it is, the deeper it it goes. Uh, the less likely it probably is to come back. So, you know, use those moments to heal. Because, I mean, we're healing ourselves, but I don't know. I feel like healing has such, or me personally, healing has this attachment to it that, which most of us might, um, that there's something wrong with us, right? I'm healing myself. I'm I'm releasing these negative things in me that I don't like, but they must be a part of me if they're in me. But if they were a part of me, if they were truly a part of me, I wouldn't be able to get rid of them. Hmm. Let that sink in. Damn. I just said that for the first time. All the, all the things all the emotions, all the negative things that we're releasing, we are only able to release because they're not a part of us, not our true selves. So you're not broken. You just got a bunch of shitty parts that you didn't need. It's kind of like, you know, I just helped my dad put a bed frame together today. There were extra pieces that we didn't use. We didn't need them. But yeah, we're going to hold on to him. <laughs> hmm. <laughs> I'm going to call my dad and tell him to throw the shit away. No. <laughs> yeah, that wouldn't work. Um, but yeah, that's interesting. Although it makes sense, right? Like, you should not identify with the emotions, right? Especially the negative ones. I mean, it's it's not like it's a bad thing to say, I am love. I am happy. But when you say, I am angry, that's not good. But you're not angry. You feel anger, which means they're all the feelings, even the feeling of love, per se, I guess, right? You feel happy, but you're not happy. You just are. You're, you're, I mean, you can be bliss, right? Bliss, euphoric, yeah. I guess happy. I mean, happy's up there. We're not going to get too deep with this high thought. So, yeah. I don't know where I was going with that. Anyways, um, so that was my high thought yesterday. And then today, it wasn't really a thought. It was more of like a reflection on something I heard. I hear a lot of things. It's weird how that happens. Probably because I listen to a lot of things. But, um... So someone said, like, so think about this spiritual journey we're on. um, And this is, you know, just a belief or a thought. So there are some that believe that, you know, we are, we are spirits, we are energy that in some other realm, dimension, whatever, pick our lives, choose our parents, choose our names, right? 
completely know the entire life we're going to go through. And we choose it because that's what we like to experience, right? And so, and the reason we want to experience is because we don't experience emotions the same way. Because in this realm, right, emotions don't affect us ever, including the positive ones. So we don't feel joy. We don't feel happiness. We don't feel love. We don't feel hate. We don't feel anger. We don't feel pain, fear, none of that. We don't feel it. We're just this beautiful energy that just is. Right. So this, this is the theory or some, you know, some's truth. And so then we decide to come here, forget everything that we know and experience this in order to then become aware of who we are in the first place. So why? I don't know. I don't know. It's just interesting. So so I was thinking about that and it's just like why I don't know. Why go through an experience just to go back to where you came from? I mean, I guess a question that don't know if it can actually get an answer. But maybe I already know the answer internally. Um, how would that change us? Because if we start off as this perfect, all-knowing thing, energy, spirit. We'll call it spirit. We're this beautiful, perfect spirit sitting in this heaven dimension bored out of our minds because we can't feel one way or the other so then we come here to have an experience just to go back and still feel the same right like why nothing would change the higher self the spirit nothing can change it right because it's 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 in a realm of infinite time right like time doesn't exist the same way so it already is past present future everything so there's nothing that can change that so it's like this is a vacation <laughs> like you, you know that feeling you get on vacation you can never get back home because you have to work or pay bills or you have some responsibility you're on vacation you got room service you're not cooking you know, every if, you know if it's an all-inclusive, everything's already taken care of. You're just just living, right? That can't happen back home. I mean, maybe it can one day. Maybe some people have that. You know, there's enough passive income. Whatever. So. So yeah, do we just come here for a vacation just to to get away from not feeling? So like the opposite of what we do. Like we go on vacation so we so we can feel what it's like to feel in that perfect state, in that, you know, in that state of bliss and joy and and yet we come here. <laughs> I mean if anything that 
that makes life more significant because if as a soul or energy or spirit, whatever you want to call it, we are in a space that's free, just free, right? Free of pain, free of suffering, free of every negative emotion you could ever experience. And yet we'd still come here. Must mean something. Must be something special. Or it could be another conspiracy theory, but I'm not going to get into that right now. I think I've gone deep enough. I can't believe I've talked for 20 minutes. Okay, so this is the first episode of High Thoughts with Jason. I'm your host, Jason, if you didn't know. And I want to thank you guys for listening. Um, Any feedback would be great. I am, you know, dabbling in some other things. Hopefully I can... I'm lying... This podcast will never be consistent. It'll be consistent as I am consistent. So you'll get them when you get them. Thank you. I'm, I don't want to be mad. I'm not going to be angry. I'm mad at myself that I can't be more consistent, but I can't force myself to think. But maybe if I add the high thoughts, because I do have these quite a bit. Um, hopefully you enjoy them. So anyways... I love you guys. I appreciate you guys. I hope you have a wonderful, beautiful day. Peace.